For most of my ministry, I have worked with college students. And some years ago, I began to notice in talking with them about their relationship with Christ or about being a Christian, oftentimes they would say something that sounded almost like a mantra, something that they had virtually mem memorized, and it goes something like this. I am a Christian. I have believed in Jesus as my Savior. I know He died for my sins, and when I die, I'll go to heaven. Many years ago, before I went into college ministry, I, I worked as a pastor in a, in a church. And I remember talking to a man in my congregation one time who had pretty much the same idea. He had trusted Christ as a young man, as a teenager in fact. And at the time we had this conversation, he was approaching 40. And he really believed that once you trust Christ, that's really all that happens until you die and go to heaven. So over the years I've thought, you know, there's a, a lot of living to do between now and heaven. We do believe in Christ. We trust in Christ uh, as our Savior and for our salvation. And we do believe when we die, we enter into the presence of the Lord. We enjoy heavenly praise. But what about in the meantime? Most of us have a lot of living to do between the initial experience with Christ and the full consummation in glory. Another thing I've noticed about congregations and uh, campus ministries as well, we can think of lots of activities to do, uh, but we don't seem to have a clear goal for what those activities will accomplish. So we're in a Bible study, we're in a prayer group, we do, we do the practices of the faith, and a lot of times churches will uh, have a kind of menu of offerings that people can engage in while they're participating in the church without any real clear sense about if I do activity A, what will activity A help me become uh, as a Christian? So this sort of uh, uh, somewhat purposeless activity without any clear goal. John Wesley wrote in a letter uh, at the end of his life to uh, a person who was involved in the Methodist ministry that the doctrine of Christian perfection is the grand depositum for which God has called the Methodist into existence. Christian perfection is a term we've struggled with for a long time, but I believe that in, inherent in that idea is this idea of uh, aiming at a goal, and the goal is to become a grown-up Christian, that there's a reason for us uh, to reach maturity by the grace of Christ uh, as Christians. There's a reason for us personally, there's a reason that we need to become grown-up Christians for the sake of the world. There's this beautiful image in Ephesians chapter 2 uh, in the New Revised Standard. It talks about once Christ has torn down the dividing wall of hostility between these two groups of people, Jews and Gentiles, that he's, he's literally creating one new humanity. I like that word humanity because I think it captures what's going on in that passage. This one new humanity being created out of two, we are becoming something together that serves God's purposes. In chapter 4 of that same book of Ephesians, we, we find the words, uh, the challenge to grow to maturity. There's a reason we need to grow up to become mature adult Christians. Now I want to be clear that we do this by the grace of Christ. Just the way we receive Christ by grace, we express faith in Christ by virtue of God's grace, His work in our lives. Uh, 
we also receive this enabling power of the Spirit to become full-grown Christians. So how do we do that? How do we pay more attention to the goal? I have three words I'd like to share with you that I think would help us keep in mind. We're, we're pretty good at two of them, but the third one we sometimes overlook or we think of in different terms. The first word is doctrine. Uh, when we talk about doctrine, we often think about truth claims, and of course this is fundamentally important. The truth is what sets us free, the truth found in Jesus Christ. Uh, doctrine teaches us the truth. It helps us understand how the world actually is, what God's vision is for transforming the world. That's very important, uh, doctrine as truth. But in learning the truth, we also learn what to care about. And this is so important, and I want us to notice the, the sort of emotional tonality of this word, care. Doctrine teaches us what to care about. Now, there are lots of things we could say there, uh, but, but we're pretty good at focusing on doctrine lots of times. And the other one is disciplines. The second one would be disciplines or practices. Uh, we're good at the practices of the church, uh, searching the scriptures, praying together, worshiping, serving other people. Again, we could, we could think of a list of the disciplines, doctrine, disciplines. We're pretty good at that, but this is where I think just the activity uh, without having a clear focus on the goal is, is a little bit problematic. The third word I'd like to share with you is the word dispositions. Uh, in, in, in Wesley's language, as he thought about this part of Christian experience, he often used the word affections, that there is this sort of emotionally tonal quality to our lives. And th I think this is the dimension that needs some attention. If we paid a little bit more attention to thinking about how our dispositions, how our attachments, how our desires are being shaped by the Spirit so that we more and more take on the character of Christ. So let me give you one example uh, related to the word dispositions that I think is very important. Take something like the, uh, the call to forgive. This is typically what we do. Pastors will teach, teachers will teach on the concept of forgiveness. We learn the Greek terms, uh, we, we, we get examples, we get a good basic idea of what forgiveness means. Then, well, let's go do it, the practice part. So the doctrine part, we get a good, clear concept. Now we're just supposed to apply it, let's go do it. So I know that when, uh, when I'm in a situation where I feel like I've been offended, forgiveness is the goal that I should, uh, that I should aim at. So forgive. Knowing and doing, we're pretty good. Believing and practicing, we're pretty good at those two things. But what about when forgiveness is really hard? I've heard stories of people struggling. They know what forgiveness is. They know they're supposed to do it. But yet there's something in their hearts that makes it so hard uh, for them to forgive. This is why I think just a little more attention to this this dimension of our hearts that I'm using the word dispositions to describe, affections, attachments. If I spend a little more time meditating, sharing with others, working on what are the dispositions of my heart, what holds me up, what gets in the way of my experiencing the fullness of Christ on the issue of forgiveness, for example, if I've been deeply wounded, some wounds are just horribly difficult. We know that only by the grace of Christ can we over, overcome those wounds, can we be healed from them. But if I don't spend a little time thinking about the contents of my heart, what am I attached to? 
What are the dispositions? How am I inclined to act in certain situations? How am I inclined to feel in certain situations? If we don't pay a little more attention to that, then I think we, we, uh, we lose track of the goal of the Christian life, which is to become an adult Christian, Christian maturity, Christian perfection, wholeness, fullness, becoming adults. This is so important. That third dimension will help us. And of course, we can circle back to the practices. As I examine the contents of my heart, I'm going to share with other trusted Christian friends who will help me grow, and I'll do the same with them. So, doctrine, disciplines, and the dispositions. If we pay attention to all three, then uh, we can aim at the goal, which is full-grown adult Christian discipleship. Our lives will be blessed, will take on the character of Christ in more fulsome ways, but the world will benefit. We have something good to give to the world because we have spent time with Jesus. We have paid attention to these three dimensions and we're committed to a lifetime of growth with the goal of full adult, grown-up Christian discipleship.